The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Good morning. Good morning. How are you today? I am fine. How are you doing? I'm good. I am. Um, these weeks just keep flying on by, but good. I know. Everything's good. How was your? It uh, is good. Yeah, no. How was we your? We got through the storm. Yeah, and, and did you spend some time? You spent some time in in Chestnut Hill this weekend at, for Easter. How did that go? That went extremely well. Uh, we had a wonderful time. It wasn't really that warm, but it was a nice enough that we could go outside for a couple minutes and just look at all the beautiful flowers because they're probably two weeks ahead of us, you know, as far as what blooms. So it was really nice just to go outside and see all the flowers and the different colors. And um, Chestnut Hill is just a beautiful area, and there's so much to see. And people really, um, especially on the main street, Germantown Avenue, they've actually got some of their... um, planters planted you know with stuff that that uh, is blooming so we couldn't do that here unfortunately because they'd be covered in snow but um mm-hmm. it, but it was really nice and it was great to see my great niece who is now um one and a half years old and she is um just adorable it's just she's so fun to be around because she has one of the most captivating smiles i've ever seen and it's just great to watch her do that it's just nice and it was wonderful to be around family and see them again and i realized we hadn't seen each other since christmas so that's good it was great to see everybody so we went down for the day and drove back the same night and had a leisurely drive because, as is usually the case, we're always going in the opposite direction of the traffic. Right. You know? Right. <laughs> so that worked out well. So how did you do? Well, we had a wonderful time. We left on Saturday morning, and Sean was supposed to come in and, and drive drive with us there but he postponed his trip back home for a couple of days and he's coming in which is wonderful for mother's day weekend so i'm very happy about oh, that yay. Uh, yes and we don't have to rush anywhere when he comes in and so it'll be nice and we're going to drive him back to beacon and he'll take the train into the city on sunday mother's day so it'll be it'll be nice he'll be in on friday night saturday and then uh, Saturday night, and we'll have a nice weekend. But anyway, so Meyer and I drove out to visit, and because we were so, and I spoke about this, we were so um, cordially invited to attend um, a day before Easter dinner because um, it was they had asked us which day would be better, and we just felt that the day before would be nicer because then Meyer's birthday was also on the 17th, the same day as Easter. So we thought we could have you know, take a nice ride back and just enjoy a no time frame except to go and see a friend that evening for some cake and coffee for the big birthday. So we decided to do Saturday night 
and they were most accommodating to do that and we did and we drove out it was a beautiful uh, day to drive and we mm -hmm. hit very 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 little traffic getting there and uh, it was wonderful they live in a beautiful location which is um, in Garden City or Hempstead um, mm -hmm. New York and it's a great old neighborhood I love it I love the whole the houses were beautiful and just a nice you know, you don't even know really where you are. I always say that when I go to places and you're right outside of a big metropolis and, and yet you're, it, it's just so ordinary in so many ways of like a, a neighborhood, a, a, just a neat, beautiful neighborhood. And so we, we met Katie's mom and dad, Tom and Grace, and their, uh, Katie's brother, their son, Billy. And we uh, got to their home and we went outside we had the fire pit on, and we sat out there and had some hors d'oeuvres. And um, afterwards, we, we went into the house and had a, a lovely salmon. You would have loved it, Lynn, salmon mm -hmm. dinner. Mm -hmm. um, and potatoes, wonderful potatoes. And Grace is a fabulous cook. And beautifully, perfectly done, I might add, um, asparagus, which is key to that. And she even uh, made a gluten-free uh, vanilla cake with chocolate pudding and white icing for us because Sean and I, of course, being gluten-free, cannot have a regular cake. So she, God bless her, did that for us. And we had such a wonderful time. It was, it was delightful. They're, they're truly uh, wonderful people. We just blended in. We all got along so nicely. And it was just, it was easy. It was a very easy evening, and nobody was on edge. And you know, it was it was um, it was really nice. Um, so we teased because Sean said, "Mom, um, Mr. and Mrs. Trimmer are afraid to say your your name because you know so many people say Lori instead of Laurie." So I. <laughs> Why? And he said, well, I said, Sean, could it be that you told them I, I, that drives me crazy? He said, yeah, probably. <laughs> so Katie, Katie even said, they're afraid to say your name. I said, it's, and so we talked about it. And at dinner, Grace even said, I'm afraid to say your name. And I said, it's easy. Say, I said, it's Lar, just say Lar E. It's Lar E. I go, yeah, that's it. It's very easy. So anyway, we oh. laughed about that. And um, she said, I don't want to say it incorrectly. I said, I know. So they were, oh, my, we're, seriously, we had just such a wonderful time. They are so hospitable and gracious and kind, and we lo I just love them. And, then the, and I love their daughter, and their son, Billy's a sweetheart. And then we, Meyer and I called her on uh, Monday night just to thank her again, and we had another nice conversation. So it, as it, it it went as as well as I could possibly have expected. It was wonderful. So I just thank them. They're wonderful people, and I could tell they would be because of their daughter, who I I just love her, and I know how she just the way she is. I know she'd have to come from good stock. So that's, yeah. So anyway. Well, how did and Sean get there? What? How did Sean get there? Oh, Sean went in from the city. Um, I think oh, he and Katie. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I thought I he was going to meet you somewhere, but that's on the way back, right? Or whatever. No, that's no. next weekend. No, no. I said he was supposed to come in and come out with us, but he yeah. couldn't get to 
orthodontist appointment. So we decided to wait until he could get an appointment on a weekend. And so it so happens that it's now going to be on Mother's Day. So that's wonderful. Okay. But yes, we had, we just, it just had so much fun. And we, they talked about the radio show and Katie pulled it up and showed her how to, um, you know, to listen. And she's, you know, she said she would listen to us. So hopefully I'll tell her to make sure she Shout listens. out. Shout out to Grace and Tom. What's her name? Grace okay. and Tom. Rimmer. They're wonderful people. So, hello. Beautiful. Thank you so much. <laughs> so that That's was great. Yeah. So we had a, a great time and drove home the next day was gorgeous. Um, right. And we just took our time and we stopped in Beacon because we went the bat we went through um, that neck of New York and then came mm-hmm. down 84 instead of going 80. And uh, we stopped in Beacon at the bakery that we love to go to that has all gluten-free it's like when you walk in somewhere that's all gluten-free and you you look at the goodies in a case that you can never get at any average bakery anymore (laughs) when you have celiac looking so anyway i got a couple things for my nephews because as you know jimmy's two children are gluten-free as well they we all of us are in the same boat, mm-hmm. four of us in our immediate family. And so I picked up some goodies for them, and Meyer and I went down and sat on the, we always sit down near the river, uh, the, um, the Hudson, and we, it was beautiful, and the sun was shining, and we just sat there for a little bit and had a little drink and a snack and just had a good time and then drove home and nice and day home. And then we went to Miss Deb Peterson's for dinner uh, for uh, cake and, and um coffee that night so it was a nice day for Meyer a wonderful weekend all the way around and it was great was it John's birthday too John Peterson yeah no his isn't until September okay because I for some reason had that in my calendar no it was it was Jake's birthday on the 13th their their son okay okay that might got it yep that's probably what it is Okay, I'm mm-hmm. going to have to make that change. But uh, when you said you were going for birthday for cake and I and cake and coffee, I I knew that you know it was obviously Meyer's birthday. But I wondered because I saw that show up on my calendar if that was also a, a reason to celebrate. But apparently not. No, person- they, were, they had been with him during the week. But um, yeah. I do have to give a two shout outs though because Deb stopped oh. at Creative Cakes in uh, our summit to Christine's and Christine is the owner and she Deb had called to try to get a gluten-free cake so that we could all that I could eat it as well and she said I can't do a cake but I'm going to have some leftover vanilla cake batter I can make a few cupcakes so she made vanilla cupcakes which I had which were outstanding and Deb went to um Great Temptations, and she picked up what would be. Um, do you love? Do you like Lafayette? Lynn, did you? Are you a fan? No, I, I, no I'm not. Okay. The well, most people is. love them, and so this was a Lafayette cake. So it was oh. exactly like that, but in a cake, a round cake with two layers, and Deb and Meyer had that, and they said that it was outstanding. I mean, that's a wonderful bakery. They do beautiful work and that and deb opened the box and i'm like oh my god that's gorgeous it looked just like a big lafayette it was gorgeous yeah so and said it was de- delicious so big shout out to great temptations and creative where's that 
Great Temptations is on the corner of um, South Washington. I don't know what that, and Fifth or Broadway, one of those on the side, a catted corner from where um, the Salvation Army Church is on North Washington. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's across from EPSCO, EPSCO um, Electric yeah. there on the corner. So it's right there. And, and they are, they do wonderful work. And then, of course, Creative is up on, uh, across from our friends at VREC. And mm-hmm. they make, you know, we always get that black tie cake there, which is delicious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, lots of good places no, I- around. So now you have me hungry. Sorry. <laughs> good way to talk about those things. Oh, man. Yeah. Good. I could just Real sink good. my teeth into something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. Well, but yeah. It was a good, good time. So I hope everyone else out there had a nice holiday weekend. And um, we're going to take a quick break. And we'll be right back. You're listening to The Laurie and Lynn Show. Hi, this is Nancy Kamen from WILK's Morning News, and I know Laurie Cadden. A lot of people know Laurie Cadden. And more importantly, Laurie Cadden knows a lot of people. Laurie Cadden Enterprises specializes in fundraising, public relations, and special events. Laurie Cadden can take your business or organization to the next level. This isn't something that you learn about in a book. Heck, it can't even be taught. Laurie Cadden lives it. She knows how to work a crowd open doors, and build and nurture relationships. With Laurie Cadden Enterprises, you get, ta-da, Laurie Cadden and her 20-plus years of experience. Call Laurie today at 357-8399, 357-8399, or email Laurie, Laurie, L-A-U-R-I-E, at lauriecadden.com, L-A-U-R-I-E-C-A-D-D-E-N.com. Laurie Cadden Enterprises because it is who you know. I'm Dr. Nicole DeNova. Since VREC opened its doors in 2010, we've treated over 30,000 patients, including the puppy whose curiosity led him to a porcupine and the police canine who was just doing his job. VREC is located at 318 Northern Boulevard in Clark Summit and is open 24-7 for your pet peace of mind. To learn more about us, visit VRECPA.com or call 570-587-7777. ERA, Exceptional Real Estate Agents. When you want to have the best of the best selling your home, you want ERA One Source Realty. With offices all over Northeastern Pennsylvania, ERA One Source Realty will give you the personalized service you'd expect from a professional real estate company. They have experienced realtors that have years of experience, which gives you, the home seller, an incredible advantage. They will offer suggestions to make your house sell faster. They will tell you what others will be looking for. They know how to present your home and sell its features, giving you the greatest chance to have your house sell fast. And ERA OneSource Realty offers an industry-exclusive guarantee. If ERA doesn't sell your house, ERA will buy it. Yes, if they don't sell your house, ERA will buy it. That's peace of mind. That's a guarantee worth its weight in gold. Call ERA OneSource Realty today and find out how you can have your house marketed by one of the top-rated companies in Northeastern Pennsylvania. Call 877-587-SELL or on the web at ERA1.com. ERA One Source Realty, always there for you. It's Saturday morning with Lori and Lynn. Now, back to Lori and Lynn. Well, we're back. You're listening to the Lori and Lynn Show, and I am, I am, yeah, I'm Lori Evans. 
Combo. Combo. <laughs> that was good. I am Lynn Evans, and I am the certified financial planner and the managing director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC. That's a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And Lynn, remember what my phone used to say, that I was Lynn Evans? Yes. <laughs> and I, to this day, do not understand how that I got don't. in there. Except that you tried to put an app you were putting something on for. I don't know. That was yes, the weirdest. I was trying to... You just got your new phone, and I was trying to right. set it up for you. And I don't know how my name <laughs> got in there. It's insane. So are you going to ask questions about our past stuff or no? About your what? You know, all your questions that we have. Oh, no, no, no. No, I didn't want to do that today. I have some other things that I thought would, would be very uh, interesting and provoking. Let's, let's call it that. Um, all right. Because there, there are things that... I think you and I have experienced, we've talked about this, but it just, again, I, I say that this website called The Ethel seems to bring out things that we experience, but we never talk about them. And I'm not so sure why we don't, but it's just something that's part of our world. We, I guess we just take it for granted, but there are so many people that do not experience these things that are our ages collectively as baby boomers. But I think that uh, it's worth talking about because they're very interesting. And this one in particular, both you and I have talked about, and, and we've, again, taken it for granted in the sense that we speak about it as something that occurred, but we don't really speak about it as something that has such importance to us and to our mental state. And this does, this article really brought it to a point, and, and we can both relate to this. And the article is called How the Pandemic Whittled Down Our Sizable Girl Gangs and Why That's Not Necessarily a Bad Thing. So it says, still wary of COVID-19, we choose a restaurant with sidewalk tables, which we have done for the last two years. Uh, a few girlfriends who need to get together, hungry for each other's company. We sip wine and talk about our adult children, a son who is thinking of eloping, a daughter who's suffering a recent heart break. We discuss spouses, careers, and the chaos in the world. We listen to each other with empathetic nods. We offer comfort and we laugh. Our closest girl gang never fail, fails to fill us with a spirit of, we can do this. Amid troubled times, we have each other, anchors in every storm of life. Not only are our get-togethers uplifting, they're also excellent for our health. And that's a very important point. We talk about, you and I talk about this. We mentioned the, the friends we got together with last week from college, from high school, from whatever. But beyond just the fact that it's a good thing to do that, it's also very important for our health. And I never understood that until I started looking at this. The higher value we place on our relationships, the more we reap the benefits of them. This is somebody called William Chopik, a social psychologist, 
um, and co-author of the report. Chopik and his colleagues analyzed data from a sample of more than 320,000 participants in 99 countries. Among their findings, older adults who consider their friends essential are happier and healthier. In addition, senior women gain the most from the friendship effect. Familial relationships are certainly beneficial and often vital Chopix sites, but across cultures, women later in life experience greater health benefits when they rated friendship ties as important. In other words, friends can trump family when it comes to buffering against harmless stress and chronic illnesses. In fact, um, this woman named Robin Dunbar goes as far as stating, friendships are factors of survival. That's huge. Survival, my God. Yeah. Yeah, and she says in her new book, having no friends or not being involved in community activities will dramatically affect how long you live. She adds that as social networks naturally dwindle with age, we tend to shift our preference from going wide to digging narrow and deep. That's huge. You know, yeah. I mean, like you, you think about all the people you know, and we know that you know a lot of people, as Nancy says. Um, but the thing is, apparently as, as we get older, it's not so many people, it's that we tend to clutter around, cluster around the people who are, are, have our deepest relationships with. And that's what sustains us. I, I really didn't understand that, but yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. So we concentrate what time and mental effort we have on the handful of really important friends. And she said that, that this rings true for my friend Bessie Anthony, 65, a university professor and mother of four grown children who values her, quote, historic, end quote, group of gal pals. You know, and there's a, that's an interesting word because when we talk about our friends, we, talk, we can't say they're our oldest friends in the sense of age, but they're our oldest in, in the sense of how long we've known each other. Right. And that's a much better word, historic, a historic group of gal pals. Right. And she said, I love the friends I've gathered over the years, and as it is, we don't have enough time for each other. So I'm hesitant to cultivate closeness with new acquaintances. At this age, I just want my tried and true girl circle, the people with whom I do not have to rehash all the topsy-turvy details of my long life. She underscores the value of less is more when it comes to close relationships. After extensive research, she found that humans only have the cognitive bandwidth for some 150 social connections, known as Dunbar's number. Though of that large number of buddies, it clarifies that the innermost friend group is most beneficial in a smaller amount. Typically, mm -hmm. we have around five intimate friends, those who will drop everything to support us when our world falls apart. The rest are friends in general. When I hear the term friends in general, I think of the hundreds, even thousands of friends and fans we can gather on Facebook, 
and Instagram. They've never met many of our followers and never will. The important thing about friends is that you need to have them before disaster befalls you. People are only likely to help you if they are already your friend. And the author said, this important observation is something I experienced firsthand. Following my spouse's career change, our family relocated from the Midwest to the East Coast. Between getting our children adjusted to their new schools, finding the best doctors and tutors, and being married to a husband who's on the road five days a week, making new friends was not cresting on my to-do list. I would see to it eventually, I told myself, once I had more time. Having more time took on new meaning when the doctor, after confirming a malignant lump in my throat, said to call in the cavalry as I needed immediate surgery. With a friendship count still at zero and my original family living a continent away, I finally found some helpers in the personal ads section on Craigslist. Wow. I don't know that I would ever go there, but okay. Paid by the hour, they were soon assisting with grocery shopping and school pickups. But when it came to talking me off the ledge at 2 a.m., when fear was ravaging through me about my diagnosis, the hired friends were nowhere to be found. This is another woman, Heather Lyons, who's the founder of the Baltimore Therapy Group. She tells me that even when we consider a partner, our spouse, our best friend, we need to nurture other close connections. By having good friends that we connect with regularly, our partner doesn't have to be our everything. And that takes a weight off the marriage, she says. During the height of the pandemic, when people had limited opportunity to socialize, Lyons, who was Baltimore Therapy Group, saw 100% increase in clients seeking couples counseling. Wow. She said, we all need external social connections to thrive. Being socially isolated with a partner, no matter how much we love them, can put a significant strain on a relationship. And she said recently a series of life-changing events prompted me to call in the cavalry once again. She didn't have, she doesn't say here what, what that was. But she said after many years in her new hometown, she has garnered a small but loyal circle of confidence. Recently they dropped everything to lend comfort and guidance as I was staking out a new path forward after my last child went to college and a shift in careers. Facing an empty nest, in need of a professional transition, I was also facing emptiness in my heart. Now, I don't know what that means, but I'm suspecting maybe a divorce. Uh Having learned my lesson of the boost we get from the friendship effect, I reached out to my little tribe, and they were instantly there for me. She said, in short, we get by with a little help from our friends, but it only takes a few which the fellas in the Beatles and Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band told us 50 years ago. (laughs) But I I think that is so important that we, you talk all the time about going out with your friends, some of the friends you have from West Scranton who, you know, you've known for years and you go out for lunch and the, the four other people that I go out to lunch with every month from college, it's just really, it takes on a whole new meaning when you see how important that is, that nobody else can replace that. Well, right, so, yeah. because 
Yeah, because the thing is, is that it, they know us for so long. So, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, we're going to take a break. We're coming back with uh, our guest expert from Fidelity Bank, Becky Bell, who is the Director of Retail Lending at Fidelity Bank. And we'll be right back. Hi, my name is Lynn S. Evans, CFP, co-host of The Laurie and Lynn Show. I am the managing director of a new business, Women of Substance, LLC, a financial planning firm dedicated to the specific financial needs of baby boomer women. I help them navigate through widowhood, retirement, divorce, and job loss. Send me an email at lynn at lynnsevans.com and let me know how I can help you. I'm also the host of a podcast, Power of the Purse, available on more than 30 sites, including iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. We record these lively conversations with women who've been there and have great advice to give others so they don't go down the same dark holes. And we feature some experts who share some great ideas to be prepared before you have to face these transitions. And we have a whole lot of fun. Please don't let the fear of not knowing about personal finances stop you anymore. I am here to take the confusion and mystery out of money. Go to my website, lynnsevans.com, and see how we can set up a time to talk or browse around the many blogs and other free info on the site. Remember, money's not the enemy. Your ignorance of it is. The well-established and highly respected Northeastern Pennsylvania certified public accounting firm, Michael A. Barbetti, LLC, is making changes after almost 40 years in business. The firm name has changed and is now Barbetti McHale, LLC, CPA, reflecting the addition of Michael F. McHale as partner in the longstanding firm. Although the name and partnership are a significant change, the staff won't change. Their Dunmore location won't change. The way they serve clients won't change. Their work ethic won't change. And Michael Barbetti's involvement won't change. The Barbetti-McHale partnership adds Mike McHale's three decades of experience in corporate and not-for-profit accounting for the clients of the regional firm. Barbetti-McHale LLC Certified Public Accountants provides professional accounting and tax services to all types of clients, ranging from individuals and family-owned businesses to governmental agencies and nonprofit organizations. Call Barbetti-McHale CPAs at their Dunmore office, and you too can make a change for the better. Business Banking at Fidelity. We have a great relationship with Fidelity. They're like family with us. They're right next door to my business. If there's ever a problem, just one phone call, I don't even have to go to them. They come to me. It's great. I love being in the business. This was meant for me. We're very busy. I'm running every day, and I love to stay busy. So that's why I need a bank that's going to be there for me when I need them. Back in 2006, we were having a problem with our lease in our other building. We were looking for a place to go. We stumbled upon this this location. It's right in the heart of downtown, right in the, the middle of the city, and it happened to be right next to Fidelity Bank. They went out of their way for us to get this building. It was wonderful, and it's been a great relationship ever since. I have a business line of credit with Fidelity that gives me buying power. My credit card machine runs through Fidelity, my checking account, uh, my payroll taxes. They take care of it all for me. I bank with Fidelity. Don't you? Member FDIC. Here's Lori and Lynn. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. You're listening to The Lori and Lynn Show, and I'm Lori Cadden, the owner of Lori Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And I am Lynn Evans, and I am a certified financial planner and managing director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC. That's a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. And um, I'm very fascinated to uh, introduce our 
our guest expert for this week. Um, she's got a great history of being uh, from our area, northeastern Pennsylvania. And we're going to talk today with Becky Bell, who is the Director of Retail Lending for Fidelity Bank. Welcome, Becky. Hello, Lori and Lynn. Thanks so much for having Hi. me. Yay. Okay, <laughs> so we're told that you're going to talk to us about first-time home buyers and what programs are available through Fidelity. So take it away, Becky. Great. Thank you so much. So obviously the past two years have been um, more um, focused on refinances with the crazy low interest rates that were, um, you know, going on at the time. So now most lenders or all lenders are kind of refocused on um, purchase business, which, you know, purchases obviously always go on, but, you know, there's, there's, they're more um, focused on, we're, we're more focused on that right now. And with that, um, we like to highlight our first time homebuyers um, programs that we have available. So we've got a couple great programs. Um, one is called Home Ready, and that is through Fannie Mae. Um, we sell our loans to um, Fannie Mae and also Federal Home Loan Bank. Um, with the Home Ready program, it has a maximum LTV of 97%. So that means our borrowers only have to come with 3%. Um, a minimum credit score of 640. There's also subordinate financing available where you can go over 100%. Um, and that is available through grants, gifts, and community seconds. And I will speak to that in a second. Um, there's, um, we can do one unit um, uh, properties to 97%, two units to 85%, and even a three to four unit property to 75% loan to value. Um, these types of programs are based on the area median income um, of 80% of whatever your area. So it would be, you know, for Scranton or any county that you're in, um, the median income. So for us, it's probably um, for, I think we're probably in the 40s um, for median income. So it would be 80% of that number. The nice thing about it is there's a great organization um, locally called NeighborWorks of Northeastern Pennsylvania, and they offer um, wonderful programs for um, people that are interested in becoming first-time homebuyers where there's workshops, counseling, and we work, we partner with them, and they are, they are also able to kind of access these grants that are out there for first-time homebuyers. So it really is um, a wonderful organization um, locally that, that we can use um, or we can partner with, and, and we really enjoy um, working with them. They're fantastic. Um, Becky, would you repeat the name of that organization again? What is absolutely. It? It's called NeighborWorks of Northeastern Pennsylvania. Okay, yep. thanks. The other programs that we also have um, are FHA or VA programs with which you know, with an FHA um, program, you only really have to put three and a half percent down. Also, um, you, you know, there so there's minimum contribution from the um, from the home or the customer. Um, for VA, we can do 100% financing for VA loans, and a VA loan would be anybody who has um, served in the military, which is a wonderful thing for people who, you know, when they're 
out of being in the military that they have that program available to them. Um, so those are just kind of a little bit of a um, sampling of the programs that we offer. We have a wonderful um, online application called the Fidelity Mortgage App, and it can be found on our website, or it can be found, um, it, it can be shared through any one of our mortgage loan consultants, and the borrowers can apply online. And the nice thing about all of our mortgage loan consultants or loan officers, as they're known, is that they're more than happy to work with um, customers and potential first-time home buyers because maybe today you don't have the credit that you need or you don't have enough down payment saved um, to purchase that home, but we will help and, and, and work with you to try and build up your credit um, or start saving money so that you can get to that point and then, you know, come back and we'll help you through the whole process. Um, there's, there's so many great, um, like I said, products out there and really kind of flexibility with um, programs that we offer to, to help everybody, you know, achieve that dream of home ownership because it is truly, it still is the American dream for people to, to own a home. Yeah. Becky, you mentioned something before when you were talking about the Home Ready program that uh, there was a, a loan to value ratio. And I want to stop there for a minute, too, and have you explain what that means to some of our listeners because they may not understand that term. But sorry, you mentioned 97, <laughs> yeah, 97 um, percent uh, loan to value ratio for single family. And then you mentioned two, three, four, whatever it was. And I think that that's something we've had some other experts on from uh, ERA One Real Estate who talked about home ownership for people who actually occupy one of the apartments in, let's say, a, a, a two apartment unit or three or something. It's an easy way for people to get into home ownership as a way for them to get started by actually um, having tenants cover the cost of their mortgage payments. And then they can turn around and leverage that and go and buy a single family house. I don't know that many people think about that. I don't think they think of that as an option. They usually think of the, the single family home as the first home that they're gonna buy. And I, I thought that was a great idea when it came from the woman who was, uh, I forget now which one it was. I don't know if it, I don't think it was Leah Laurie, was it? No, I, I can't remember. I was sorry. I was delayed trying to think of her first name. Uh, whatever. I'm sorry. I don't remember it. But that concept is something that most people don't think about when they think about coming up with the cost. Um, for the three and a half percent or whatever it is to get into that first home. But they need to be thinking about it from the perspective of it doesn't have to be a single family home. It can be two, three, four, you know, and have your tenants help. How many times do you see that first home buyers go that route rather than just looking for the individual house? I would say not enough, and I, I think it's a, a wonderful um, point that you're making with that because it's so true. Because if you're, especially in terms of 
you know, maybe you can put together the, the down payment and, and there's a seller's assist or you can, you know, get a grant through, you know, NeighborWorks or something similar, you know, for a, a city or, or state funding program. But, you know, what, what then, then what you have to worry about is your monthly cash flow, right? You have to worry about yeah. your mortgage payment and your taxes and then your insurance. And I think, you know, purchasing a two to four unit home and having, you know, uh, renters in the other units is a wonderful idea to help defray um, kind of the monthly cash, the monthly expenses that you incur when you own a home. Yeah. Might even make a profit on it too. <laughs> right. At least That'd cover the cool. cost. <laughs> Lynn, yeah. Lynn, I think her yeah. name was Kate Rowan. Am I mistaken on that? Kate. No, that's right. Kate. I couldn't think yeah. of it. Yeah. Kate Rowan, I think was her name. Yeah. Anyway. Mm. Thanks. Yeah, using my words. Your what? Yeah, my brain power. Are you crazy? Oh, good. Sure. It comes to us eventually, right? Yeah, it does. Usually while I'm in the shower the next day, Becky, but you know, (laughs) a little same. Yeah. Driving in the car, I'm like, ah, that's what I remember. (laughs) But Becky, let's ask you this question too. Um, I, as I just, I told you off air that I just took a, my continuing ed classes yesterday, and um, there was a question about, you know, so, so many people there full time. I, I, I really, I do referral work now, but um, they asked the gentleman Larry uh, Del Grado, I think is his name, and he, uh, he, we, somebody said, you know, what do you think about these? rates like and he he said that he somebody had said to him that um that they're looking at the possibility of not not maybe not as boomy as this but with really good rates and, and activity for for like for the next three years which is just a, a oxy, you know just an approximation but nonetheless that's that's a long life a long shelf life for this kind of mortgage business wouldn't you say Oh, yes. And it's very cyclical. Um, I know. As you know, um, on the housing side, I mean, the, the housing industry and the lending, in, you know, it's always kind of cyclical. But, you know, I, I just sent something to all my team the other day about, you know, kind of these everybody's panicked. And, you know, the media, when you watch like a CNBC <laughs> yeah. or any of those shows, right, you're like, oh, my gosh, it's like we're paying – you know, we're going to be paying through the roof now. I mean, if you think about it, um, my my first yeah. loan that I got um, in 2002, I think my husband and I bought our house, we were probably at eight and a half. That was mm-hmm. just yeah. kind of what it was then. Um, right. Mm-hmm. I, I refied last year at two and a half, unheard of. I mean, no, the rates that were the past two years were just kind of yep. Giving in a bizarre world, just, really, you yeah. know. Um, so... So I think that what I try and tell everybody here and to work with our, um, you know, our customers or potential customers is really sitting down and, and this crew that I have is wonderful with doing that, really sitting down with people and, and going over, you know, payment calculate, calculators and payment options. But I just did something the other day where a one, if you looked at a $250,000 loan, the payment difference between uh, Four and a half percent and five and a half percent, just say, or three and a quarter or three and a half and four and a half was only, and I say only, was $200. So it's not, you know, it's not, 
astronomical, the difference. Yeah. It's not astronomical. Like for mm -hmm. every eighth in rate, it really, it doesn't amount to a lot. So when you look at things like that and you start to figure out, you know, what you can afford and, you know, what you want your monthly cash flow to be, you know, what you're having your monthly expenses to be, you really can kind of fine tune what you want to look for. And, and again, you, you, you both know inventory is a little bit limited right now, but I think it's a great time for people who do want to buy a home to, to meet with a lender um, and start kind of getting the ball rolling and figuring all these things out. So you're prepared and, and ready to, you know, when the market kind of opens up a little bit to, um, you know, to go make offers and, yeah. and figure out what you want to buy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and that is a good way to do it. Go speak to a lender, get pre-qualified. It doesn't hurt. It's just a pre-qualification, which pre-approval right. you need when you put it, it. It's only better when you put in that offer. Eventually, when you have that letter that states you've been to a bank, you've went over, you've gone over your necessary information with a with a mortgage lender, and and here's what I can afford. And it's not a commitment. It's a pre-approval, and that's a good thing. So it doesn't hurt to go and spend that time. And we like two more things I'd like to point out. A, I love that app. I, even I, who am not the most electronically advanced <laughs> woman in the world, did a great job doing, using oh, that hooray. app. And yes. neighbor of NEPA, I'm an, an ex-board, a past board member, and they do, Jesse and his group um, uh, do incredible work and working, especially with uh, first-time home buyers. So it is a great organization to, to team up with from the bank side to help people get into the houses and to, and to live that American dream. So you're absolutely right about that. And, and that being said, Becky, can you tell everyone out there who's listening how they can get in touch with you? So I am in the um, Scranton Financial Center um, uh, branch of, Fid of Fidelity in the office there. So um, you can uh, come into the branch if you would like. Um, any branch that you go into um, can refer you to one of our um, loan officers. All of our loan officers kind of have, you know, um, branches that they call on, quote unquote, um, so any, if you walk into any Fidelity branch, um, if anybody would like to email me, they're more than welcome to at becky.bell at fddbank.com. And I can always um, point somebody, uh, you know, pass that along to a loan officer who um, is more than happy to sit down and, and meet with the customer. And again, we're all about, um, <laughs> excuse me, helping our customers, you know, get to what they're, you know, trying to achieve. So whether it's a refinance or a first time home buyer or anything that it is, we, we really try and work with our um, customers to help them um, achieve what they're looking for. There you go. Okay. Well, Becky, and congratulations on the new, uh, the new location of your facility, which will be the electric building in downtown Scranton. So that's wonderful. How about that? There. I Big love news. it. So I Good know. It's you. exciting. It's a great thing. It's a great building, and it's going to be a wonderful addition. So congratulations to all of Fidelity. And, um, Beth, we'll see you again soon. Everyone else, have a wonderful weekend. Thank you so much for listening. Be safe, and please be nice. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.